Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, Eric Carlson is just awesome. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, the Sharks four to win, win uh, over the Washington Capitals, and then we're going to talk some Barracuda in the last segment. So um, all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, uh, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin, R.I.P., and San Jose Hockey Now, I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. And the Sharks win 4-1 to one over the Washington Capitals. Uh, pretty entertaining game, actually. You know, a nice, nice finish for the team as they kind of went through this odyssey of a, a road trip. And, you know, we're going to look at Eric Carlson's play. Kapokakinen's play prior to his injury. And then, you know, kind of just a check in on where this team is at heading in as they head home now and get to actually play some games at home. But before we get into today's episode, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And of course, how can you not start? With Eric Carlson. Um, another goal to assist, casual three point afternoon for Carlson, um, as he's now up to 73 points on the season. Um, he is 10 away from tying Brent Burns's uh, franchise record for a defenseman. Um, this was game 54. Not a math guy. Um, that's, that's 28 games left. Uh, basically, yeah, Carlson needs 10 points in the last 28 games. Um, and he will tie Brent Burns's uh, record for points from a defenseman in a season. Yeah, um, what he's doing is ridiculous. And, you know, there was the rumors that this weekend the Edmonton Oilers and Sharks had re-entered potential trade conversations of Eric Carlson. I still, still don't believe it's going to happen just because I think there's just too many moving pieces um, to get this deal done, you know, there's too much money for too long, maybe having to probably be split between three teams. Um, so I just I don't see it happening right now. Who knows? Again, I still I think it's more likely Eric Carlson wins a Norris and a Sharks jersey this year than he gets traded. Those are that was my kind of big you know proclamation at the beginning of the season. Um, but Eric Carlson is, I mean, what he's doing right now is making this team relevant most nights for him and Timo Meyer. And just, he's such a joy to watch play hockey. Um, I, I've said it so much about Eric Carlson. I don't know what else to say. Um, he, he's, he's really good. And we should be cherishing this time that we have him because one, we don't know how long we're going to have him or two, how long he's going to stay healthy. But um, Eric Carlson this year has decided that he is the best player in the NHL and he is well on his way to kind of claiming that throne as the best defenseman in the NHL right now. And 
on a terrible, terrible team. Um, so just great to see Eric Carlson cooking this year. Um, Capo Kakinen, though, he <clears throat> really playing well um, up until his injury. He got, so if you didn't see the game, um, Kudisov, Kudisov, I always screw up his name. Um, he came in, you know, charging towards the goal. Uh, Kuznets, Kuznetsnov, Kuznets, I don't know why I try to put a D in there. Kuznetsnov. Um, anyway, trying to, you know, power forward his way into the goal and kind of gets up, he gets the buck around, um, around Capo Kakinen, and then uh, Kudisov clips, um, him right. Clips Kapokakinen right in the head. Um, he laid on the ice for a couple minutes, and you know it looked like he just kind of tried to shake it off and played for like another ten seconds, and then they got him out of there. And Aaron Dell had to come in and and you know finish out the game for him. Um, Aaron Dell was great; didn't give up a goal in in his time in net for the last you know period plus. Um, but you feel bad for Kapokakinen, who's really been playing some of his best hockey this season. Um, these last kind of four or five games where, you know, with James Reimer, James Reimer hasn't been playing that much. Uh, I know he was, he's done with an illness. That's why Aaron Dell was called up, but hopefully, you know, if it looks like a concussion, sounds like a concussion, cracks like a concussion, it's probably a concussion. So they're not saying what it is. Um, uh, David Quinn said after the game, he, you know, that uh, Capricorn looks pretty good, but you know, with concussions where, you know, sometimes you don't feel the effects for 24, 48, 72 hours after. Um, so going to keep an eye on Kapokakinen. I would be surprised if he starts, I think, uh, Tuesday night is their next game. Um, I'd be surprised to see Kapokakinen on Tuesday night. Um, expect probably Reimer and Dell, um, some, that, some sort of combination there. But, yeah, I mean, you just feel bad because you could really tell you're starting to find a groove. You know, it's not like the Sharks were playing these like cupcake teams. He was playing really well against some really good teams lately and really kind of found his groove here. The, the start of the second half of the season. So hopefully he can get better quickly. Um, you know, take all the time you need Capocacino, but hopefully he gets better here quickly and he can, you know, kind of take that role as the number one goaltender and really kind of lock that down for the Sharks heading into the off season. And again, one less thing you have to worry about uh, going into this offseason, especially when, you know, it does sound like James Reimer is probably going to get traded here. Um, so you're going to have to find a, another capable goalie to play behind, uh, behind Capo Kakadim. I, I think that's a lot to ask for a guy like Atu Makanemi. So I expect the Sharks to be in the goalie market this off season when there's plenty of time into dive into, you know, good replacement uh, kind of backup goalies. But, um, you know, for now, get better soon, Kapokakinen, and hopefully he can continue to kind of play at the level that we've seen him play in the last couple of weeks because, yeah, he's been playing some of his best hockey, I think. Um, we've seen him play in a, a long, long time. So before we get into kind of the line with some new look lines in today's game, then we're going to talk some Barracuda at the very, very end. I uh, do want to let you guys know about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Um, if you're trying to, you know, get some better gut health, you want more energy, you want to optimize your immune system, you don't like taking a bunch of pills, like, you know, you want it nice and quick and simple and easy. That's where Athletic Greens comes in. One 
delicious scoop of their AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, uh, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to start your day right. Support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. And the best thing about it, it's less than $3 a day. That's cheaper than going to the store and buying all the uh, pills and vitamins all yourself. Cheaper than going and getting your coffee every day. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews are recommended by professional athletes. So they're going to make it really easy for you guys right now. Go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network um, to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. Again, just visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Um, so let's get to the numbers of this game. Sharks kind of sneaky dominated uh, the caps in this game. Um, at five on five, it actually it was pretty close in the first period. And then the Sharks kind of just blew this game open. Um, so shot attempts 57 to 38 and five out of five in favor of the Sharks. Uh, actual shots was 27 to 17. Again, five on five scoring chances, 33 to 17 in favor of the Sharks, 16 to nine high danger changes in favor of the Sharks, 3.33 expected goals for to 2.04 expected goals for, for the cap. So again, Sharks just kind of taking it to the Capitals, which, you know, looking, you know, kind of looking hindsight, 2020 Capitals, big, tough, emotional game against the Bruins. Just say had to travel, um, Back from that game, short turnaround, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe they just want to go home and watch the uh, watch the, the the Super Bowl, all that fun stuff. But we'll see how well if the new look lines will stay together moving forward. But um, most of them performed pretty well. Um, so, and since the Sharks had a lead, kind of most of the game, they were able to kind of roll the lines and rely on and there wasn't two there was only there was uh caps had three power plays and the sharks had four um so it's not like it was a huge huge you know a lot of special teams in this game but um the lines though i mean baraban of couture and ac mont played 834 time on ice at five on five 14 shot attempts gave up 10 actual shots was seven to six had a goal and gave up a goal um, but they really brought the offense 1.12 expected goals for. Um, so, you know, they, they, that line was kind of humming and clicking all, all day. 10 scoring chances gave up six. Uh, Bear Banoff, though, today was, was an absolute monster. Had, uh, then that line also had seven high danger chances, gave up three, uh, with, uh, kind of mostly neutral zone starts, four offensive, seven neutral zone starts. So, um, that second line really is, I think, kind of was one of the difference makers in this game where, you know, Barabanov was all over the ice. AC Mont was kind of doing AC Mont things. You know, AC Mont, you're going you're gonna to get the occasional penalty from him. Um, you're going to have to kind of live it. He's kind of that like Luke Cunning 2.0 type of, of guy where, you know, he's going to be a little feisty, probably over the edge every once in a while. And you're, he's going to take a penalty that you probably wish he didn't take. Um, but again, you didn't have to give up a third round pick for him. So, but Barabanov, though, Barabanov really, really had a good road trip, and I think this was the culmination of that that road trip um, with his goal uh, today. 
you know, was, was kind of all over the ice creating stuff and, and being the engine on the, this line for them. And so I think this bear band of Couture AC line needs to kind of stick together right now. Um, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Let these guys continue to play. So Nick Benino uh, swapped with Noah Gregor. So Gregor had been on the top line for the past couple of games. Benino took that spot today. Uh, I don't know if it's the well, pump and dump. Go play with Hurdle and Meyer for a little bit. And But uh, 8.33 time on ice. Uh, eight shot attempts. Four, five allowed. Um, actual shots was six to three. Um, didn't provide too much in the old expected offense. Had 0.18. This line was a, kind of a little bit quieter than you would expect. And that's probably, you know, again, because of them facing the Caps top line, getting all the defensive attention. Um, five scoring chances, three allowed, zero high danger chances, which is really weird, especially when Timo Meyer is on the ice. Um, they had seven offenses in the start. So probably didn't, not their best game. I still think they're trying to, again, if you just put Kevin LeBanc in the line up there, yeah, you would have like two good lines with, LeBanc, Hurdle, Meyer, and then Bear Battle, Couture, AC Mont. But uh, apparently Kevin LeBanc is never playing hockey again this season. So Oscar Lundblom, Nico Sturm, Noah Greger. Um, poor Noah Greger. 8-16 time on ice, 13 shot attempts, four, gave up four, five shots compared to gave up two, 0.51 expected goals. Um, eight scoring chances for second most on the team, four high danger chances, gave up zero, um, and then they were kind of three, two, four. So they had a lot of different zone starts, but, um, Noah Gregor hitting the post on an empty netter has to be the most, um, yes, yes. I like, if that's not a summarization of Noah Gregor's career so far, where it's like, he does so many things right and you can see it, you can see it. Like how many times you see the speed, you see the skill, the poor guy just can't hit. I, I, I don't know if he has the hips or I don't know what, if he's maybe just needs to practice his shooting more. I don't, cause you've, you've seen like his first season, you saw some of the shooting, you know, um, like his, his rookie season, like you saw some of the shooting, but Noah great. Yeah. Noah Gregor hitting the posts on an empty netter is the perfect encapsulation of Noah Gregor's career so far. Um, but Noah Gregor is like a perfectly cromulent third line winger. Um, like again, Lindblom, Sturm, Gregor, like that's a per that's perfectly fine, right? Enough speed, enough skill, enough whatever. Like they got a little bit of everything, but poor Noah. If Noah Gregor could hit, if if he could hit the net like more than six percent of the time um he would be the greatest player that ever laced up the skates i swear <laughs> poor noah gregor uh jonah gadovich steven lawrence Aveni svechnikov 449 uh four shot attempts four gave up five um the actual shots was two to four svechnikov did have that nice goal um the to start the goal the uh scoring especially you know again eric carlson kind of starting things there um but, you know, Sushkov, again, a guy that you found for free, basically, one of your kind of the last signings. He's, again, perfectly cromulent, kind of bottom pair guy who can score a little bit. And I think looking back, the Sushkov signing so far has been a success for this, this Sharks team. Uh, you know, you know, Mike Greer in his, 
I just want to have some capable NHL players on the team. Evgeny Sveshkov has been a capable NHL player for the Sharks this season. Um, so I think he has to be pretty happy w- with his game. Um, and, you know, I think he has to be really happy with the Sharks game in general. They kind of took it to the Caps whenever, and then the Capitals, they, you know, scored, got it within one. And then the Sharks, again, just kind of put the pedal to the metal and put this game away, which is something we have not seen from, from the Sharks this season is, how often do they give up one goal and it snows balls, snowballs into a, something else? And, you know, and then all of a sudden they're down. You know, I even tweeted out this game feels like an OT loss. And then Eric Carlson scored. And that was <laughs> that was it. So um, they're going to the goalies. So Kapakakinen, uh, 12 saves on 13 shots. The Sharks did a good job of limiting the the, the cap actual shots on goal um again in all, all situations for the capitals they only had like 21 shots in this game like the sharks did a great job at yeah 21 shots the sharks did a great job in limiting the caps um you know actual getting pucks on net so the uh, numbers you know for for capital again kind of what we've seen recently from him so um 12 saves on 13 shots um expected goals against was 1.839 23 save percentage. Um, he only had three high danger saves and he made uh, shots. He made two that one. I mean, if you wanted to argue, it could have been goaltender interference. Um, you could spin the wheel of goaltender interference and see what happens, but mid danger shots. Uh, he was perfect four for four and five for five on low danger. And then Dell came in uh, 22 minutes, uh, you know, uh, played for him almost 23 minutes, made eight saves on eight shots. Um, you know, it was perfect. was, Three high danger, two mid danger, and three low danger. So, you know, I think um, that's not much you could ask for for Aaron Dell, uh, that, you know, coming in being perfect like that. So, um, before we get in, I want to talk some Barracuda because um, Barracuda had a big weekend se- uh, series against the Calgary Wranglers. So, I want to talk about that, talk about William Eklund's Saturday night. Um, but before we do that, I do want to let you guys know about our friends over at FanDuel. I know the Super Bowl is over, but that doesn't mean betting season's over. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sports book, um, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. They've got really fun ones like two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. That's great because you know right away if you won or lost, like um, that that's like a really fun bet. I like those little like kind of quick ones like that where it's like, boom, you know if you won right away, you don't have to kind of wait and draw out and nothing worse than like the old bad beats, um, the Scott Van Pelt bad beats thing, right? Where it's like, you know, you're, you have the over or the under and then all the way until the very, very end, it's looking good and then something bad happens. So I love the little quick ones like that you know if you lose you lose if you win great way to kind of like start your game so plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance to get a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sportsbook partner of the NBA all right, so Barracuda had a big, big weekend series against the Calgary Wranglers. Um, I'm still trying – I don't know. Wranglers, 
does not roll off the tongue uh, super well. I called them the Heat. I called them the Flames. Yeah, they're a mess up there. Get get your name together, Calgary. Um, but big weekend series. Um, they lost on Friday night in a game where they honestly they were like dominated for they like outshot. They did like everything right, um, but. Unfortunately, Calgary has Dustin Wolf. Um, if you missed, I talked to it. I was on uh, Locked on Flames Friday, where we talked about Timo Meyer potential trade destinations, and I talked about one Dustin Wolf. Um, he is really, really good at hockey, and he's going to be an outstanding goalie uh, for years to come in the NHL. And he uh, basically put the kibosh on the Barracuda that game. Bordelow scored super, super late in the game. Um, but that was um, that was Dustin Wolf basically standing on his head that entire that entire game. Like it was pretty crazy just how much, like how many times he just kind of shut down the Barracuda um, in that game. And, you know, got goalie, whatever. You, you're start to, at this point in the season, you're starting to run out of, uh, you know, positive or what you know good good losses or whatever like you need to start putting wins together especially um because the barracuda right now they are fighting for their lives to get in the playoffs they are currently um so they are two points back of the con bakersfield condors and the condors have two games in hand so the barracuda need to start kind of stringing some games some wins here and stringing points together here to make a push for the playoffs um you know it is Pretty important that if, you know, this this season has been about um, them trying to make a, you know, be a competitive be, uh, team. And I know they've dealt with some injuries, but every team deals with injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, again, they had 43 shots. Like, Dustin Wolf is really good. So, but Saturday's game, um, really, it was really fun, especially that third period. So, slow start for the Barracuda as per usual. Or they get they scored the first goal. Um and then, no, sorry, they gave up a first goal, a slow start, and then they got back into it. Um, awesome third period from the Barracuda. And this is where I really want to kind of focus on was William Eklund just being outstanding. Um, I know they lost this game 5-4 in a shootout, but this was one of those like Eklund games where you point to and you're just like, yes, th- this is what you're getting from from in the future from you know the sharks a guy who every time he was took a shift especially in that third period you could tell like yes i'm the best player on the ice and there's there's not much you can do about it so had two goals he almost had a hat trick he probably could have had four goals in this game there was a he had a Golden chance in the first period where he was just a little bit too close to the, the goalie when he got the puck and didn't really have enough room to to kind of deke around the goalie. But, um, yes, Eklund, you just saw, like, just every time he set the eye on the ice, the confidence that he got, like, I'm the best player on the ice and there's not much anybody else on this team can do to stop me. And it's not like the, the Calgary rank. The, Calgary's an amazing team this year. I think they're – like first or second in the the Pacific standings right now, like they are one of the best teams in all. They're first in the uh, in the Pacific standings. Um, actually, they're the best team in all of the AHL. 
points wise. They have 68 points this season so far. Like this isn't just some like scrub team. Like this is the best team in the AHL right now. And the Sharks really took it or the Sharks, the Barracuda really took it to him in that third period. And, you know, I talked to John McCarthy this offseason and something that he stuck that talked to me about that kind of has stuck with me is where when you see like losing streaks, you see winning streaks and losing streaks is near the end of him. You can tell when something's going to start to happen, right? Where you talk about like, yeah, we may be winning, but we're not playing the same way. We're not doing the little things right. And that's where the losing starts to come in. Or and then when you're kind of the vice versa, right? Barracuda are going through a losing streak now, but they're playing really well, especially the the kind of the end of that that game. And you're hoping that's the starting point of a winning streak going for this Barracuda team. But you know, William Eklund, I know there's plenty of should he play in the NHL and stuff. I think he's I think he should be getting a shot, especially after the trade deadline, where you assume you're going to have guys like. Nieto or Nieto's already gone. Sorry, like Benino's gone. You're gonna have like some of these guys kind of picked out of the lineup. Um, apparently Kevin LeBanc is never gonna play again. You're gonna have to call somebody up, and I think William Eklund has done enough to prove in that he should be one of the call-ups. And again, it's not like he has to you can send him down at any point, it's at any time, just you need to have a clear conversation with him. Hey, you worked really hard in the HL. We want to give you a shot, see how you're doing. There's a really open spot right now that Nick Benito has been playing in next to Meyer and Hurdle. Or just, you know, put him put him with Hurdle, put him with an experienced center, like put him with your best center, put him in a position to succeed, right? And he's done that in the on the Barracuda. Do it with the Sharks. We want to see what you got. We want to see what you've learned. We want to see what you need to continue to work on. That way you know what you need to continue to work on when and if you go back to the AHL. Let's see what you got, buddy. Come out and play. Come up and play. So, anyway, Barracuda though they really need to start getting some getting their points uh, here really soon. So, yeah, it's uh it's getting really late for them, really early here soon. So, but they're scheduled. I'm pulling up their schedule right now. Um, why can't I pull up their schedule right now? Schedules. Okay. Um, for the Barracuda. Yeah, I know they've got some. They, all right, so they play Ontario on Wednesday, um, home game, and then they got another kind of road trip here against. They play up to Abbotsford, Ontario again, Coachella Valley. So they got they got some big games coming up here. So they need to start kind of racking up some points here uh, soon to get themselves back into the playoff mix. So um, that's gonna be it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Be back tomorrow another looks like another draft profile um got lined up so again going to try to do one draft profile a week um through the the season right now and then once the season finishes up or at least once the shark season finishes up start getting a couple more of those and diving into some more of the you know second round guys and end of the first we'll, we'll know what draft picks the sharks have by then so at least the range that we'll have so we can kind of start focusing on guys in that area but um so yeah got another potential top five top 10 pick um lined up for on monday or for tuesday's episode so uh, make sure you guys are following me on twitter at by Fryhole. follow the show on twitter facebook instagram at locked on sharks you can listen wherever you get podcasts um you watch on youtube and until tomorrow bye friends <laughs>